My name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth, and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all-day coffee-sipping mama of seven and labor and delivery nurse who took her expertise in the labor room and turned it into an online one-stop shop for mamas looking for powerful education and support. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. Hey, Dora, I am so excited to have you here today. And I feel like the topic we're going to cover is really important because I have a lot of moms who are either thinking about getting pregnant or trying to conceive or moms who have already had a baby who may want to have another baby. And this is just valuable information. So I'm going to let you go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Absolutely. My name is Dora Tomas and I am a functional medicine health coach. And I I have a specialty in women's health and hormones, especially infertility. I work mostly with women and their childhood reproductive years and I help navigate in learning how to manage their hormones, how to be more friends with them, but also how can they conceive easier and have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby. I love that so much because I think a lot of times we take for granted thinking like, okay, I'm going to start trying to get pregnant and I'm just going to get pregnant and that will be that. And I think it's really wise to understand that it doesn't always play out that way. And the more educated we are, the the better our experience can be if things take a little bit of a loop. So I love that. Correct. Especially when we have already a child, we feel like, oh, it's going to be very easy to have our second. And we're looking our at our modern world. Women get pregnant much later in their 30s, mid-30s. So because they want to postpone for their career and their business or anything like that, or just finding the right partner. And once they found everything and everything settles, they're ready to have a child. They may be able to have the first child and then they want to have the second, but as quickly as possible. And that doesn't always work ideally. And that doesn't mean that each child will benefit from all the nutrients and all the attention and so on and so forth, because there is so much more than just um, just the time or the ability to get pregnant physically. So that's why I love working with women, either they're having issues, right? If they're having challenges to conceive, either their first, their second, their third, their fourth, I even have a client 
who wants to conceive her fourth child. I also want to help women that want to optimize their fertility to have the best chance for a healthy pregnancy, for a healthy baby, to set the best life for their future baby. So I love that so much. So before we started, I was telling you, I always start by asking my guests their birth experience, because this is the birth experience with Labor Nurse Mama. So I would love for you like, just tell us about your birth experiences. And I know you were doing this prior to having baby, but how how, how do you feel like it's shaped your your career path or your business? My story is very interesting. I actually had two births, one with a living child. The first pregnancy that I had was in 2018. It was very bumpy and uh, experienced premature labor at 23 weeks. Unfortunately, the child did not survive. And that definitely was the big shock, the big shock in the medical system of childbirthing experience and supporting the mother throughout the pregnancy. I'm not even going to open up the conversation about preconception because there is none unless it is a is an issue, right? And also if there is something that is related to premature labor, premature birth or complications, things get very complicated and not a lot of answers are given. I also, I already was, I already had a very crunchy mindset even before that. And I wanted to have a birth center birth and I didn't have any OB related unless besides the one that it was connected, just had a connection with the birth center. But when I went to the hospital, the doctors were rolling their eyes at me that I was coming from the birth center. So you can imagine that experience. It was some, to some point was traumatizing besides the actual loss, besides the entire story. And that really empowered me to first heal myself, heal my, my physically, emotionally, and also help my uh, learn what I can do in order to get pregnant again and be able to have a successful pregnancy and not to go through the same route that I had with my first pregnancy. So I gave myself quite a good amount of time, about nine months, I gave myself to really focus on nourishing myself, nourishing my body, helping myself get it back on my feet to conceive and have the healthy pregnancy that I want, have the birth that I want. Lo and behold, I got pregnant, like I said, in nine months. The pregnancy was just as perfect as it could be. I went to labor, natural labor at 40 days and 40 weeks and two days, sorry. And it was amazing. I had it up at the birth center nothing happened wrong. So because I had that experience, those two experiences, so completely different, I realized that there is so much need for women to understand what their abilities are, what they can do, and to feel empowered that they can have what they want. And they can, they should be listening to their body. They should be asking for support and should be having a word on their journey, whatever, if it's a treatment or if it's whatever it is. And although I'm specifically working on the fertility side, I'm also talking about the birth because this is the birth experience. And 
there is so much force, really, even through words, force of you sh- push now or don't push or stay here or hold, <laughs> hold until somebody so-and-so is coming or we don't have time or and not listening to the body and because the body is the only one who knows the best. Yes, I totally agree. I start just about all of my live classes out with birth is a natural process, is not a medical event. And I love that. And I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm truly sorry. And I think it's also important for some of you who are listening to know that we can still do all the right things and make all the right choices for our body, but there are some times that things are out of control and you may not have, you may lose a baby and you may have a hard time getting pregnant and all of those things. But the important thing, and the same with what I do, because I educate and empower women to have a, an empowered birth experience. And that doesn't mean their birth experience is going to be exactly how they pictured it or want it to be. But what it does mean when you are empowered and you educate yourself and you do all the things that are within your control, you're going to leave the experience feeling empowered and not leave it with what if, and what if I had done this and what if I had done that? And I think that's just really important in our journey as parents in general. So I figured today we could talk about maybe your top three tips that someone can practically take away from listening when they're thinking about trying to conceive or they're in the throes of of trying to get pregnant or fertility health or what have you. So what are, because you do one-on-one coaching with families or couples, I would imagine. And what are some practical tips? Like just what are your top go-to tips for someone who is wanting to get pregnant? Of course. I think the biggest number one tip that a lot of people would associate with when they're thinking about trying to conceive is nutrition and having a healthy diet, following a healthy diet. And I'm going to expand on that. What does that mean a healthy diet? Because we hear that even from our general practitioner, GP, and yeah, have a healthy diet. What does that mean? And outside and the social media and the internet, there are so many healthy diets, but what is the healthy diet for fertility for a woman that is cycling? And it's not intermittent fasting. It's not keto. It's not vegetarian, vegan, whatever it is out there, a trendy right now. And if we want to really look at studies, for example, uh, the diet that has been proven most effective for longevity and fertility and all sorts of that, it's the Mediterranean diet. Oh, and what does that mean? Is having an abundance of vegetables. We want to start our meals with a lot of vegetables and as diverse as possible if they can be seasonal ideally organic, or at least the ones that are most heavily sprayed to be organic. And then pairing your vegetables and your carbohydrates, right, with enough protein, high quality protein that comes from a variety of animal products and dairy products and also plant products, right? Some, there are specific plants that do have protein, but you do not want to solely stay on 
only plant, pro plant protein you want to diversify. You want to have as diverse diet as possible. And lastly, after carbohydrates, protein, you want to have healthy fats. Fats are super important for having healthy eggs, healthy hormones, and just an overall right fertility. Each and every single cell in our body, fatty acids, to have just a fun great function on themselves. And if we're thinking specifically at the reproductive system, what is the most important cell in our body for that? It's the egg. It's the ovum. So we want to nourish that that egg as much as possible with all these with all the vitamins and minerals and fatty acids and amino acids and so on and so forth to nourish it and to be healthy because there is we definitely are born with all our eggs and us women actually we develop our eggs when we are in our mother's womb but that doesn't mean that the way that we were designed and we were programmed by our mothers when we were nine weeks in, our, in her belly doesn't mean that's all that we have and actually the eggs are only halfway matured and three months prior to, to ovulation these eggs are starting to mature and they're going through the last phase of maturation that is the most important it's where the chromosomes are developed and also when the dna is formed which will set the tone for how the good how quality will be the the embryo if there will be any chromosomal abnormalities or genetic conditions for the egg and the viability of the embryo for the pregnancy. All these, all, this entire three month period, it's so important. It's beyond imaginable how important it is. And that's why I work with my clients three for at least three months to prepare them, to pre prepare the body, to prime it, to prime the egg and ideally the sperm as well for that moment of conception to make it as healthy as possible. So going back to the nutrition, and uh, like I said, having all the variety of foods, but also pairing all of them at the same time with every single meal and having as the foods as close to the way they came in nature as possible. So less of the processed things. Obviously we cannot avoid all the processed foods, but if we can minimize them as much as possible, that will be amazing. It will help with blood sugar, it will help with nutrient absorption, will just uh, amplify the amount of nutrients that we're getting. So these, this is like the big area that we want to focus when it comes to nutrition. Another tip that I am very passionate about is sleep. In my opinion, sleep is really the second most important thing when we were talking about fertility. Because if we do not have um, a, nor a regular, consistent sleep schedule, then we will not be able to have balanced hormones, for sure. We, if we look at just in general population, people who are not sleeping at least seven hours a night, their aging process is accelerated. Their, their cells in their body 
age faster. Their mitochondria is lower. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of our cells. And going back to the egg, it has 10 times more mitochondria than any other cell in the body. So it's very important for the egg in that three-month period to have healthy mitochondria. So how we can nourish that is with good quality sleep. And that I said, between seven to nine hours of sleep every single night, having consistently, consistently that sleep schedule, having going to bed at the same time every night and waking up the same at the same time in the morning and having a nighttime routine that will promote sleep, not avoiding TV for the last hour at least of the night and not doing things and doing stressful things or doing exercise too close to bedtime, not getting upset and letting the body just go into a relaxation state and letting the mind relax as well. And there are so many ways to do that. It's very interesting. I've seen more and more with many clients that they have racing thoughts in the evening. So they just cannot stop their mind and they're, it's getting harder and harder for them to fall asleep. So I even had a client who was taking Benadryl and NyQuil to fall asleep. I, with a little bit of work and a little bit of practice and obviously learning what, what worked for you, I helped her with simple lifestyle changes to get off of those and be able to sleep peacefully without any issue at going to bed and sleep throughout the night without needing to use any Benadryl or any NyQuil or anything like that. And that is, is amazing. The power of the body is incredible. And lo and behold, with, the, with this client, we worked on that and in two months, she got pregnant and she's now halfway through the pregnancy. There's a lot of guesswork in pregnancy. You don't want to be in a lot of pain. You don't want to tear. Who does? You really don't care what your cousin's sister-in-law's friend Sally did for her birth. You want to choose your path. So jump into our weekly pregnancy updates and grab your free pregnancy and postpartum bundle checklist now and get all the details you need to know. We're going to help you stay organized during each trimester of pregnancy. There's no need to get overwhelmed and frustrated with all the suggestions that are out there. Do not Google search. We've helped you take the guesswork out of everything that needs to get done before the baby comes. Discover what all moms need to know to be ready for each trimester, the pre-birth mystery, and postpartum preparation. Plus, you'll be ready for each stage with the weekly education that we're going to send you. Get instant access now. The link is in the show notes. Yeah, that's incredible. I wanted to interrupt you for a second because I have a couple questions before we get too far. One, this is exactly the advice I give to my mamas preparing for birth as well. But I think for the sleep, for I tell my girls too, because sleep is a huge issue when you're pregnant, whether it's getting uncomfortable or you have insomnia. So I do the same thing. We create a routine. I think having that routine is so important, but I'm imagining that the reason you're saying going to bed and getting up at the same time is for the hormones. Like, is that why it regulates your cycle? Yes, or? you are absolutely right. We have 
our there is a called something called the circadian rhythm. This is the the cycle where the night and day cycle that we follow. And our hormones have also a cycle that is called the infradian rhythm. Our body itself, our hormones, and every single part, every single cell, every single bacteria, we are more bacteria than human cells, for example. And and also like the hor- also hormones, they all are affected by this circadian rhythm. If the circadian rhythm is consistent, then everybody else will follow through, will know what time it is because the body will doesn't have a, an alarm, doesn't have an iPhone or an Apple watch. So what time is it? Or Alexa. But it does can tell by the times that you go to bed, by the time, by the way you expose your eyes to the light, to the natural light. This is how the body will understand, okay, it's very broad, broad, bright outside. It means that it is morning. It, the sun is above my head. It is very bright or so. And if it's sunny, of course, then it means that it's midday. If there, the light is getting red orange, it means that there is sunset. So we need to get ready for bed. We need to prepare the brain, prepare the hormones to start making melatonin for example and the circadian rhythm also is affect- is affecting this sleep sleep cycle and there are two hormones very important one is the melatonin like i mentioned is that the hormone that makes us fall asleep is also very important for equality it's a highly very important antioxidant and has been found in the follicle liquid fluid that is hosting the egg so it's very important also for equality but so this and this hormone melatonin we make it in the evening right once the sun is setting once we we start getting exposed to that red light then our brain says okay let's start producing melatonin and that is until the morning when the sun is rising melatonin is suppressed and cortisol which is our stress hormone is released and is produced and in the first two hours of the day we have our the peak time for cortisol so if we wake up if we have erratic schedule um, imagine then we would wake up at 11 or we wake up at 4 a.m. or we wake up any time of the day we go to bed at 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning and then some days at 11 and the body will not understand when to produce these hormones and these are much more important than sex hormones if we want to look at an evolutionary standpoint then we want to focus on survival body wants to keep you alive reproduction is next if you are not going to survive you're not going to be able to so the body's main goal is to keep you alive if you are safe then the next thing we'll be doing will be making sure that you are in the great shape to conceive. So I love that because it's the same with birth. Your late your labor can stop progressing if and this doesn't mean like you're actually about to get killed, but if your body goes into that fight or flight or fearful stage, then your body is saying survive and stop laboring. And then you end up in a C-section. Yes, because yeah. your body will not be able to make the difference between this doctor is just saying it's very mean as making me having palpitations and anxiety 
or there's somebody with a knife at my neck. Yeah. So yeah. your body doesn't know that. Yeah. No. The same thing goes. So what do you, what do you tell, because I have a lot of mamas and I worked night shift for a long time as a nurse. What do you tell night shifters when they're trying to get pregnant? One of your things is sleep, particularly at night. So what about them? Yeah, it is definitely an interesting topic and it's, it all depends. Everybody is different. Unfortunately, this is something against our not our natural cycle, right? And yeah. nobody can um, test that or can confront that. But it is something that we need to work on. And if working night shifts is not something that you can get away with, and you need to do those night shifts regardless, there is not something that you can control, then you can at least work with that schedule and make sure that when you go to bed, you're maximizing that time that you are in bed and making sure you have blackout curtains and you have a cool bedroom. So you create that environment in your bedroom for your body to get the maximum sleep and the maximum amount of restoration. So my third tip, Yes, my third tip would be to have and to consume only filtered water. We, yeah, yes, there are many things. I've worked for for at least three months with clients on coaching on tips on how to improve fertility. Also have a free resource on Instagram, but these are the my biggest tips. And the reason why I decide that have drinking filtered water is more the most important one of the top three reasons is that we are 60% water. Our cells are made of water and the water in our, just in the regular system, the water system, it's filled with a bunch of pesticides, heavy metals, medication that have not been filtered by the city because the filtration system in our, in the city, each and every city in the United States and all over the world, they're not as strong to filter all these chemicals, bacteria, and so on and so forth. So we literally ingest every single day more than we eat all these chemicals that most of them that are endocrine disruptors. They can damage DNA. They can do so many things, even in pregnant women. Look at, we keep seeing studies after studies coming saying that they found over 300 chemicals in the umbilical cord. The babies get exposed to all these chemicals <clears throat> and to all these chemicals in the utero while they are only programmed, while they're just developing. And this will set their lifelong health not great. We want to have offer them the best chance for their life. And if we expose them to so many chemicals, even before they're getting out of our bodies, even they're starting their life outside, then they will have a higher risk of developing obesity, developing diabetes, and all sorts of chronic conditions that we are starting to see happening in early childhood. It's really important to make small changes. And the smallest thing you can do is to filter your water and not with 
the filter at the fridge that is only going to take the chlorine out of the water and it will just give it a little bit of taste. It's not a, it's just a marketing thing for the fridge companies to just to look fancy and to add some more money on the price, but it's not a quality filter. And there are also other issues with growing mold inside the system, but you can invest in a countertop system. Which I usually like either a reverse osmosis filter or a carbon filter. These are two great alternatives. There are two great brands out there. They do this also under the sink system that you can just set it up under the sink in the kitchen. Obviously there are the systems for the whole house. Obviously there are, these are most, the most expensive, but if somebody can afford it, can do it. If they're building a new house, if they want to invest in something like that's definitely something good. This is one thing that I definitely am very passionate about. I love this conversation because I feel like a lot of times when we're talking about fertility and preparing for pregnancy, it's buy this and do that and take this and take that. But these are things that all of us, I'm laughing because these are my exact tips to my pregnant mama, even down to the tips you had for the night shift mom, melatonin is a huge role in birth as well, because we tend to, just like our cats and our dogs and our lions, we tend to go, if we're left alone to go into spontaneous labor, most women go into labor at night and it's because of melatonin and feeling safe and having that cocoon. So I I teach my girls, if they are being induced, to recreate that during the day in the labor room, dim those lights and create a safe environment. So I love that these are easy, tangible things that are within our control that we can practice. And I feel like I I definitely was like, didn't expect number three. So that was, that's exciting. And now I can, my husband is totally, I'll drink top. I don't care. And I'm totally like, I don't like top. I'm not drinking that. Now I can tell him that it's important not to. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to add just that you feel is important that these mamas who are, or women (laughs) that might not be mamas are mamas who are preparing for the next pregnancy? journey what anything else you want to share with them that you feel is powerful i think let's call it bonus number four or a bonus tip sorry bonus tip or a bonus tip number four is making sure that you're eating enough and having breakfast in the morning this i know it's still going the trend of having intermittent fasting, going on intermittent fasting. Either if it's a new mama wants to lose her baby weight let's um or she just find, found out at the gym or heard that it is good for longevity to do interim fasting and skip breakfast. It's definitely, looking at studies is definitely helpful for men and women in menopause. But women with cycles like us that are in our reproductive age, we do not benefit from skipping breakfast. Our hormones, our sex hormones are so sensitive to the circadian rhythm and the way that and the times that we eat so you if anybody is trying to conceive or once just wants healthy hormones or just even once just her to lose that baby weight don't skip breakfast <laughs> it's not going to help hormones obviously sex hormones are definitely play a huge role in the weight loss this is definitely one of the big 
things that I notice with clients, with people who I interact with, especially on social media, and skipping breakfast is that one. And that would be skipping any meal. So you're saying like the nutrition part is not only what you're eating, but how often you're eating and keeping that nourishment. But it, it makes sense if you think about us as a species and like even like I've talked to my we've had we have weekly coaching with our students and we have some very weird topics but we've talked about like when you're pregnant and you have this is so like I think this is tied in I don't know but forgive me if not but we've talked about how you have this increased sense of smell when you're pregnant like I call it radar nose when you're pregnant and I truly believe it goes all the way back to when we lived outside and had to fend for ourselves and you had to know is this safe for me to eat and if it doesn't smell right, probably isn't. And so I think about even what you're saying about skipping meals, it makes sense because if you think about building a nest, you're going to build a nest nice and firm. You're going to fill it up. Our body is like the nest for this baby and we have to build it to build our nest and it needs those nutrients. It doesn't need to be deprived. And like you said, when our body goes into a sense of survival, the last thing it's going to want to do is reproduce. So skipping meals can make your body feel like you're going in. And this is coming from me who I've struggled with eating disorders my whole life. So I'm hearing you after years of therapy. But yeah, so I, I love that. Thank you so much for coming today. I have two more questions for you. One, where can my guests find you? Absolutely. There are two places, the biggest places that they can find me. One is on my website. My website is www.yourfertilitycoachdora.com. And I have there all the resources about myself and services that I offer. And if you want to find out like free tips on fertility and want to see my beautiful face and on reels and stories, I am on social media, on Instagram specifically, and my handle is Your Fertility Coach Dora. So it's the same as my website. And right there, I post very regularly about every day, single day. And uh, I help so many women uh, with just with a free tips. On a weekly basis, I get a, a dozen of women say, oh my God, thank you so much for your tips. I'm putting them on, a, uh, I've been applying them or I've got pregnant, oh, just following you. Oh, I love that. It's And I'll link in the show notes as well so that everyone can find you. So my last question for you that I ask all my guests, Dora, what is your superpower? What would you say is your superpower? What do you like just do really well? Huh, interesting. I think my biggest superpower is sharing the, the great information that I gather, that I learn through my, especially through my own experience. 99% of the time I talk from experience, from what I've seen, what I've read, and what I've applied and tried. And obviously with the understanding that it's everybody is different. What worked for me doesn't work for everybody, but molding into creating individualized plan or approach. So I think this is definitely my superpower. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing these four tips, because we had four, just for these moms who are really thinking, I, and I love it. If you guys are listening and you're preparing to get pregnant, you're a step ahead. I think that's so crucial. Thank you so much for coming today.
Hey mama, thank you so much for joining me today as we talked about four really amazing tips to prepare your body for pregnancy. So for those of you guys who are struggling with fertility or just wanting to do like the best foundation ever for pregnancy, make sure you check out Dora. As always, we will see you again next Friday. Make sure that you hit subscribe and leave us a review. They mean so much to us so we can figure out what you guys really want to hear, what you're loving and what you're not loving. So have a great day. We'll see you next week.